0: Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman, going to be your host for this episode of Track World News, presented by the Harrier. And uh, today, very special episode. Uh, we have joining us all the way from South Africa, taking the time out of his busy schedule. Uh, sophomore at the University of Houston, H Town, Speed City, Sean Mas-Wangani, uh has a personal best of ten point zero four and twenty point ten as a in all conditions PR of nine point eight seven. Competed in the one, two, and the four by one for South Africa. Uh, Sean, thanks for taking the time to doing this, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Uh, Before we get into some track things, uh, Googled your name and so saw a few, the top three questions people are asking about you when we Googled your name. So first one was, what is Sean Maswangani's height?
1: 185.
0: 185. 6'1". Boom, we got that one. And then the next was a uh, Sean Masungani language. So what, what language is it that you're speaking other than English, obviously?
1: I speak a lot of South African languages. Uh, I think there's about 11 languages and I speak about seven of them in South <laughs> Africa. Yeah. So it's seven been different.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's Venda, Tsonga, uh, Spedi, Setswana, Sissotu. Obviously English and then a little bit of Xhosa. So yeah, these are all South African languages.
0: Oh, man. is it is it hard to like differentiate between the two, or for you is it just like second nature at this point?
1: I think because of where I grew up, a lot of my people like around me were multilingual, so it was very easy for us like quickly, you know, speak you know Zulu now and Sutu uh, like two minutes later, you know. So uh, my mom is very multilingual as so well. I think she speaks about nine languages, and my dad also speaks about ten. So, you know, it just flows.
0: <laughs> okay. So it's something you had, you grew up, you had to do. So it wasn't, it wasn't Uh, yeah, if there's no shot. I could, I, I barely know Spanish, you know, English, little, I, I couldn't do 10. That, that's, that's insane. Uh, and then the last one was, what was your full name?
1: Oh, Pato Chedzo, Sean, or
0: Boom, there we go. So if you're, if you're one of the Google people that are asking what these questions are, you got it uh, right from the source right here. So uh, thank, thanks for clearing that up for, for some people. Uh, so yep, now, now we got that out of the way. I wanted to start with uh, where the, the journey with track kind of began with you. Um, where was it that you, you first got into it and, and what got you interested in, in running in the first place?
1: So track has always been there, obviously, but the school I went to first when we started like doing a little bit of track, we probably raced like once a year. It was like into house and like against other houses in the school and then we raced and you know as a fun day and everything And you know I won uh, back then I think in first second grade and then after that uh, I changed schools and then the other school I changed I started doing a little bit more athletics because they, they actually had athletics as actual sports so then I got into that a little bit and then I changed schools a year later and uh, pretty much the elementary school I went to at the time didn't have athletics. So I had to like do basketball, like basketball recreationally. It's not even like a school sport, but the school sport, the school sports I did was cricket, soccer, and a little bit of hockey. I'd say um, grass hockey, not ice hockey. Okay. So
0: <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say, where's the ice coming from?
1: <laughs> so uh, I got into that, and then by seventh grade, I remember asking my head of uh, sport director that you know I actually want to try athletics because. Everyone, like, recognizes me for my speed, especially, like, in a lot of ball sports. So then he said, nah, I don't think you got it. Uh, Just focus on, you know, cricket and soccer, and you'll be okay. I'm like, well, okay, say that, bro. And then I came into eighth grade, uh, my high school, I came into my high school, and my coach, uh, that my athletics coach, before he recruited me, you could see my talent uh, from, like, basketball and rugby, because I was already top try scorer, top goal scorer in soccer, uh, just And the most, like, like, first thing you see is my speed, obviously. So he's like, you know, I could do something special with this kid. And he, can, he also saw I could jump very high. So then end of my eighth grade, my first year in high school, uh, he, we started running a little bit of inter-house events. Uh, then he saw my talent there. That's when he saw me running, I think it was like an 1-2 hand timing on the 100 at like 14. And uh, what was it? I think a uh, long jump, like six 6 meters 30 or 6 meters 20 and i didn't even have any technique i was just landing upright and he's like okay i can do something special with this kid and i sacrificed my december holiday at like when i was like 14 15 came into my under 15 season and he told me that like listen if you like really put in the work within the next uh four months you can win uh the, your na- first national title like you under 60 under 15 national title i said okay I'll do that, you know, and, you know, a lot of coaches told me they could do a lot with me, you know, I mean, I did well in other sports, but, you know, athletics is a little bit shaky, because, you know, it's not a team sport, it's you, it's like you, and it's your business, so, I, I mean, I, I, I put in the hard yards, I grinded, and uh, the season came, started, you know, I opened with, like, a seven-meter jump at, like, 15, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in this, you know, and then I progressed, and my hundred-meter time just kept dropping and dropping and dropping, Sooner or later, by the end of my, my under-15 season, I already won my first SA title, and uh, oh, I won, I think, four medals at, at, at nationals. I won two relay medals, and uh, what the, the long jump, uh, I came first, and the 100, I came third. And then later on that season, I, I ran like 1090 or something like that as a 15-year-old, you know, so that was like quite notable for me. And then ever since then, it's literally been a blur. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, you, it sounds like you've got, you went up to the the top of, uh, you know, South Africa's, you know, under 18 talent very quickly from, you know, going, playing cricket and, and doing and rugby and recreation basketball. Uh, I, I'm sure after you have gotten all of that talent and you started to see that success when you're after 15, 16, did any of those coaches come back to you saying, Hey, like, we still have a spot for you on the, you know, on the rugby field. If you'd like to, to come on back, did they, anyone did. reach back out?
1: Yeah. Um, so with my school, my school offered me a scholarship in uh, ninth grade uh, for basketball. I mean, for rugby and athletics. So I still did track and rugby all the way through to my, my, my senior year, my senior year in high school. And I was actually still like in my senior year of high school, like when I was 18, I was still playing rugby. I was still playing basketball and I was still, I was doing track all in one season, you know, it was a bit tough. But, I mean, I still ran, I think, 10, 25, and 20.6, 20. 20.6, around about that time. And, you know, I was doing so many sports. I knew by the time I finished high school and I could really specialize, uh, my times are really going to drop uh, significantly. And that's what happened the year after. That's when I broke the, my country's national under-20 record. I, I ran 10.06. Uh, and then I ran 20.5, but my season was cut short. And you know, I was trying to go – I was trying to break the old record last year for, for, for under 20. Uh, For juniors, but you know, COVID came and then, yeah, I ruined my plans.
0: Yeah. Well, still had an amazing season, nonetheless. I mean, to say you're to say end up being an Olympian, I think the, you know, the under 20 record, uh, you know, uh, you'll get past it, hopefully, at least. Yeah. Uh, So, so how was it that you found, um, you know, Houston? I mean, obviously, it's, it's uh, the, H- the speed, H-Town Speed City, it's a big, it's a uh, big within the sprints, but it's not like, you know, the biggest named school in in all of, you know, all the U.S. How was it that you found, you know, to got it, get over here uh, to sprinting?
1: So I reached out to a scholarship media company, uh, which obviously you have to pay for, and they they like pretty much handle uh, your recruiting in terms of like U.S. universities or universities in the U.K. I uh, ran about my middle year, the middle of the year of my senior year in high school. That's when I, I really thought to myself, okay, where do I really see myself going with sports? Do I want to do track? Do I want to do rugby? Because I had like, I had a good leg to stand on regardless of which sport I did. So I said, okay, I think I'm going to focus on track uh, because track um, there's not really that much politics in track. You know, if you run fast, you're going to make the team simple, you know. And um, I reached out obviously. And then uh, the, the scholarship media company gave me a whole lot of schools. I think it was about 40 schools that were like reaching out to me. Then I started obviously ranking them on, you know, uh, who they've produced, uh, you know, it's not even just about who just runs fast. It's about who they really, you know, produced in terms of like taking in talent at like 10-5 and bringing them to 10-1 or 10 or something. I want to be in a program like that and a very competitive program at the same time. And for me, the most notable uh, programs are LSU, Houston, Florida, Florida State, and Oregon. But Oregon didn't really get back to me and i think uh oh tcu as well and then by the time i really got my top five uh because a lot of the schools obviously didn't have money because of covid and, and so forth uh yeah because of covid yeah uh and then uh by the time i was committing and everything you know i was like okay well before i went on my visit actually i, I saw i picked uh, L, uh lsu houston uh tcu and alabama but alabama was like you know i was like okay i may as well just visit and see what's going on there because also you know they produced like one or two guys so i was like okay let me see i think the most notable was Jereem richards obviously and then um i went to my visits and then i was like okay i think uh, i'm gonna go to speech, H-Town speed Town speed said i had a good uh international call we called a lot and me and leroy we spoke a lot as well and then you know the program just kind of benefited me though i felt like it was going to benefit me the most and you know they were focusing on things i wanted to focus on not just them so I knew how they were going to develop me, what they were going to focus on this coming season. And we did just that.
0: Yeah, it's been, a, it's definitely been a great, uh, you know, journey to see how you've been doing and, and developing, you know, this year. Um, you know, coming in as a freshman, I guess with uh, an, an, out, an, an international student, not a lot of people, I guess you could say, knew exactly who you were in the sprints world from the U.S. standpoint. Uh, I know uh, it was, then you you dropped some some crazy times and and then everyone's like oh yeah sure. it's it was like you and and Terrence Matthew and and a, and a few other guys that like everyone knew within the uh, uh, the sprinting world was it a, a difficult transition for you going from uh, you know South Africa to then coming over to the U S uh, or was it pretty pretty seamless for you
1: it was it was pretty challenging because obviously I have to deal with a new environment new coaching. And at the time I spent like September, I mean, March till September without training, you know? So by the time I came into fall training, I was really out of shape and I really had to try to get back to where I was like the previous year, which I, you know, it was quite tough, but I got it through. And also like adapting to the environment in terms of like who you interact with in the team, how you interact with them It's obviously a whole lot different, but, and it's things like that, that affect your mind and how you are, if you're not happy, you're not going to really be able to perform. But I think I found my feet run about three, four months uh into uh living in Houston and you know everything went smoothly from then
0: now uh, I'm sure by now that they're just your you're just your coaches you know Leroy and and Carl Lewis but for a lot of track fans like those are the two of the biggest names in in track and field history in the U.S. What's, what was it like you know what's it like being coached by two of the biggest names in in sp- track sprinting you know history really it's really special because I remember the first time I interacted with them, you know, they are like such great guys.
1: You know, I, I didn't think, you know, they I'll be able to, to interact with them like that. You know, they literally like spoke to me, like, you know, it's like, you know, just like, like my friend or something like that, you know, and we had like a good connection from the get go. And I knew that was going to be a good relationship. And, you know, and ever since like the first moment we've met, we've only become closer. Uh, I spent a lot of time with co- with both the coaches, you know, they obviously, had like uh, I came far and, you know, um, I'm making them proud. And I always made sure that, like, you know, uh, the amount of time they put in me, I want to I make sure, like, uh, I'm pretty much giving them the best. You know, they, they're getting the best out of me for putting in time. Because I know, obviously, they don't really have to do this. You know, they're doing it because of the passion and the love of the sport. And I think it's my responsibility for my part to actually play my part and actually uh, go out there and do my business and my business pretty well.
0: Yeah, it's been, uh, you've definitely been, performing at, at a, a top level, especially, you know, being at, you know, being a freshman, being a freshman, uh, this past season. I mean, when you looking back at your, your freshman year, did you, where did it rank on where you kind of expected yourself to be? Like, was this, would you say was successful for you? Did you have more that you wanted to do? Like, how did it, you know, end up being for you?
1: I think it was, I'd say it's a successful season considering how I came into the program. Uh, I was like, uh, oh, like I was very really out of shape. And, you know, just for me to still get back my shape and still run PRs uh, from the last season, uh, better than last season. And last season, I was already planning to qualify for the Olympics as an under, as an under uh, 20 because I ran 10.06 and the qualification done is 10.05. And, you know, I obviously had a, a lot of good hopes, but just like everything being prolonged a year, I think it kind of worked out for the best in the long run because really this year I learned consistency because last year I would run like a ten o and then 10 like 10 too low and then 10 one you know so like uh, my time's really all over the place and you know I wasn't really a championship sprinter at the time like I, I won some titles but in terms of like like international events I, I would say that I didn't really have that experience but you know coming into the the, the collegiate system I, I, the more I raced the more I understood track the more I understood that okay you gotta have to, you have to pace yourself through the rounds and so forth and you know just for me to still run my like a 10 a 10 10 really in the olympic semifinal in 20.1 which is pretty much close to my pr so late in the season and you know i've been running since january it shows that there's still a lot of talent a lot of potential within me and really next year uh, going in obviously i know exactly what to work on in my off season and you know i'm looking forward to everything so i would say it's a successful season because to make two semifinals ranked uh, 10th in the 200 14th in the 100 and you know just just doing that is something special. I can't say I can't overlook that and say ah, I want you to do more. I mean, I already did a lot, so um, I just know that I'm harder myself, so I can only be better.
0: Yeah, for sure. To to say that you can qualify for the Olympics and and still have what three more, three more years of eligibility and track, you could still, I guess, potentially be in college, you know, at the next at the next one uh, almost or, or pretty dang close. So it's uh it's, it's definitely pretty uh pretty impressive. Uh, one, one question, I know a lot of my listeners, I'm sure every, everyone wants to know about between, you know, you and Terrence Laird, we, we saw, uh, we saw the video at NCAAs, uh, where he's looking back at you in the prelim and you're looking back at him later on in the 200, uh, what, what's that, uh, you know, the rivalry dynamic, that, that little thing going on between you two. Cause it seems like whenever, you know, you say his name, you're saying your name, whenever you're saying your name, you're saying his name, like, what was that kind of like this season?
1: I think it's, it's, it started really at Texas Relays. At Texas Relays, obviously, we beat uh, LSU. And then, obviously, that, rival, that rivalry has been going on for, like, the last three years since uh, Camberwell. And, you know, just when I won, obviously, I did a celebration. And then, like, you know, the whole internet stirred it up and made it, like, a, a, a few thing. And then, obviously, it's, like, LSU-Houston. And, you know, they're saying, okay, the best sprinter in Houston, the best sprinter in LSU, okay, they're going to go head-to-head every time. And then, you know, I think we just kind of rocked with it because – like, I'm cool with Terrence. Like, me and Terrence, we're cool. So, we just kind of rocked with it. And, you know, like, uh, we raced a couple of times. He looked at me uh, at the 4 by one at Nationals. And then and then the 100, I knew I was going to get him. I looked at him. And then, you know, fine, obviously, he beat me. Uh, but, um, you know, I, that, that rivalry was fun. Like, every time I got to the line, I was actually excited to run. You know, it just, it just brings something different to track, rather than just everyone being all serious and everything. But, you know, you got to have fun with the sport. And, you know, for the most part, I actually had a lot of fun going against the shit.
0: Yeah. It, it was something that I looked forward to every race. Cause yeah, ever since Texas relays, like, uh, I would be talking to like my friends, like, like, you know, about track and they'd be like, I'm like, Ooh, you see who's racing today. We got Houston versus LSU. You know, what we, you know, what we're going to get a matchup. <laughs> and so, and so yeah. like, it was always, I remember watching NCAAs and I was, I was like, I was texting my friends. I'm like, you see him look back. He looked right back at him. Like, he's like, nah, he wasn't looking at him. Like, yeah, he was. And then, and then it's like, nah, you see him? And Sean looked right back at him too. So they, they got to be doing something. So it was, it was bringing, yeah. bringing some more excitement to the sport. So th- thanks, for, thanks for having that little rivalry going. So it's uh, it's always been cool seeing you guys go against each other.
1: I think next year is also going to be pretty interesting because uh, me and Makai Williams, uh, we, we're like, we at both, at, obviously, at the Olympics and also uh, Joe Fambule. You know, we, we we planning to go at it next year again, you know, so uh, it's going to be something special. Uh, a whole lot of us are coming back next year, at least we're still in the college system, a lot of the people in the finals. So it's going to be a good rivalry again. You know, it's going to be a, a hard year for sprints. I, it was unfortunate because at NC is really the, the hundred, it was like cold. It was really, really cold and it was raining, you know, I couldn't really run the fastest times there, but you know, just to have that experience and that environment, I think next year is going to be something special
0: as well. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I think we have uh it's like six months and 25 days until indoors and then nine months and something until outdoors. So it's going to be uh the countdown is real. We're looking forward to it for sure. Um, Something that you've, you've recently gotten started with are you know, capturing all of these, these moments behind the scenes uh, you know, on your YouTube channel with vlogs. I think your number one video right now has like 25 or, or dang near 30,000 uh, views. So you're getting a lot of people tuning in. Uh, what made you wanna start doing that and um, you know, get interested in, in filming you know, what's going on behind the scenes with, with your track stuff? So essentially I was always bored and when I'm bored, you know, I always try to find, you know,
1: something different to do, and like, when I, when I came in high school, I remember I used to, like, like take a lot of, like, junk videos I used to have, and then make a, compi- like, a compilation and everything, and I kind of started playing around with iMovie and so forth, and then, you know, by the time I got to, like, my, my my first year, my freshman year, you know, I was like, okay, you know what, a lot of people are interested, because a lot of people will be tuning into my stories on Instagram, uh, and, you know, with the little followers I had at the time, I, like, 3,000 followers but I still get like 2,000 views you know so I had good interaction so I'm like okay people are clearly interested so then I asked people I'm like oh yeah should I start be, like doing some YouTube and, and so forth they're like yeah trust if you're actually consistent with that you can actually start like going big and, you know I'm still trying to get the consistency part but I started less than a year ago I'm almost on 5,000 subscribers and you know my views in total I think almost 100,000 you know since then I was just like okay you know what People are interested, they want to watch this, I'm going to make the content for them. And you know, I enjoy, like I enjoy vlogging. Like I really enjoy it because I can bring out my true personality. People can get to know the real me instead of just seeing me you know, run for 10 seconds and that's it. So yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's been super cool looking back at, at some of the videos and getting to know you. Uh, one thing, there's two things I want to bring up about the vlogs. One was that sometimes you're a little bit late uh, at, at NCAAs. You, you, what, you almost <laughs> missed the bus being nearly 20 minutes late. <laughs> Uh, Can you tell us what happened there? Why did you you nearly miss the bus uh, at one of the biggest meets of the year so far, man?
1: (laughs) You know, so what happened was, since I was an international student, right, and, you know, with the whole flights and everything, so I had to pack not only for NCs, but to go back to South Africa from NCs, so literally I went from Eugene back to South Africa. So I was trying to pack all my stuff because I was also moving apartments, and then at the same time pack my bags, which have to be underweight, uh, in order for me to take them to to Oregon, so I was doing a whole lot of packing and I tried to pack like two days before, but I still had to move stuff out of my apartment and like had transport issues so by the time you know it was like the day because we had to be at the at the at the track you no, know, at the, at the at the bus place uh, I think in like at like seven thirty. So it was like very early, you know, and I mean, I I didn't get any sleep because I was really trying to make sure everything, like everything is out of my apartment so I can just lock it and hand it the key. And by the time, you know, everything was happening, it's in the morning. I'm like so tired. Oh my, I still got three bags. I got, you know, my speaker to carry. I'm trying to handle everything because I'm like, I I stayed alone. So I didn't even have anyone to help me with, with everything. And, you know, fortunately, I got my teammate give me a ride and then you know I, I made it just made it like five minutes to spare
0: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sure coaches weren't weren't too happy like sean what the heck we're supposed to be at the track t- 20 minutes ago what the heck's going on over here don't, don't, don't you please
1: but you know i made it up i made it up and it's, it's a little cool <laughs> yeah it, it was
0: it was all good it was all good at the end of the day uh, and then, obviously, you're, you're just coming off of your, your first Olympic Games. Uh, before getting to your performances, recently, we've really been seeing uh, some really great sprinters coming out of, of South Africa. Obviously, world record holder in the 400 with uh, Van Ekerk, uh yourself, as well as uh, Sambine, uh in the 100. Like, so we're seeing South Africa really be a, a great team for athletics. And that's just to name a few people. Obviously, there, there's, some other, there's other greats as well. What's it what's it like seeing, you know, South Africa become more and more competitive in the Olympic scene as you go on, uh, go on from here on out?
1: I think it keeps me motivated because, you know, I can't get comfortable with my spot because, you know, there's some other there's someone else coming up and coming who's hungry and is going to want to take my spot. And, you know, just to see that amount of talent coming out. And, you know, a lot of people actually told me that, like, you know, I, I, they're inspired by me, you know, like these kids are like only like two years younger than me. And, you know, like, I think the, the the our team, like, our team won the under-20 relay, for example. And, you know, I was really happy about that because, you know, that just shows that we've got the world record, the world under-24 by one record uh, for the boys. So just to see that type of energy and, like, that type of talent coming through and, you know, everyone being motivated, I think it's going to be, like, the next big sprint factory, you know, after Jamaica and the U.S., you know, South Africa is going to be in the mix because we're producing, we're producing a lot of talent and, you know, a lot of people are running fast time. So with... I think it's Clarence, it's Akani, it's Gift, uh, Anasso Jobodwana. You know, those are the four big guys, uh, four other big guys that are like pretty much set the tone. And you know, I grew up watching Akani and Anasso. I watched Anasso win the silver behind Bolt uh, at, be- at the Beijing Olympics. I'm, I'm Beijing uh, championship, World Championships 2015, and you know, that just really motivated me. And you know, just to be like sitting with these guys, being roommates with these guys, you know, it's, it's something special. So yeah, I, I can't really say anything but like, but be inspired.
0: Yeah. And, and now, uh, you know, yourself, you competed in your, your first Olympic Games, qualified in the, the semis and in, in your two uh, individual events. I mean, how was your, your experience? Was it what you kind of uh, thought it was? Obviously, this year you weren't able to do as much traveling outside of the Olympic Village. You're kind of, you know, hunkered down into one area. But you know, what was it like you know, being at the Olympic Village and seeing, you know, a lot of these athletes that you, you'd see on TV and, and whatever? You know, now you're, you're right there. You're all in the same place.
1: It was was amazing. It was really an amazing experience, you know, outside of track, you know, just to meet guys like Djokovic, you know, some soccer players like Danny Alves and, you know, Rich Allison, like all these big guys you see on TV, you know, just to be in that Olympic atmosphere, you can really feel that aura. I mean, just walking in the dining hall, you can literally just bump into like Rudy Gobert or something, you know? And it was like, you know, it was was really something I had to capture, you know? Because some people are like, yeah, no, you see them and, you know, you go. But I'm like, nah, I'm going to capture as much of this is possible because you know nothing is more special than a memory that you know you can still physically see and you know the atmosphere at the olympic games is amazing i just wish that there was more crowds like obviously in the stadiums and so forth but you know that the, the environment the hospitality was really great like you know the japanese people really really know how to accommodate and you know they're so nice and literally you just being a bus driving to the stadium uh, for practice they'll stop what they're doing and stop waving at you in the bus you know it's small things like that you're just like man this is so special And, you know, just the whole environment, the way it was set up and everything, you know, you could really feel the energy that was the Olympic Games. And I can't imagine how 2024 is going to be with, you know, the actual crowd being there. Yeah.
0: I mean, how how was it like, um, you know, getting in, like when you're going into the the start line, it's like you're like, what's the nerves like? What's it like being in the arena or in the stadium when it's like, hey, you're it's your heat. But it's when you're sitting at the at the block start and you're just standing there waiting. Uh, and you're seeing every, all, like, you're in this giant stadium. What was that like? Could you kind of bring us into, you know, that feeling?
1: It was, it was, it was tough because, you know, I could feel, you know, the nerves coming in. Because obviously, you know, my coach always tells me, there's no one who's not nervous. It's just about how prepared you are that makes you less nervous, you know. And I was a little bit shaky because I spent the last eight weeks leading up to the games uh, in South Africa and Italy. So I was not really with Coach Carl. And I was kind of like, you'd send me the program and you would we'll still talk a lot on the phone. But, you know, that like, that really kind of like led to a little bit of nerves because like, okay, am I still in shape? You know, can I still do what I did like two months ago? And, you know, practice, you can still run the times, but, you know, running it in a meet is a whole different experience. And, you know, just to stay seven weeks without racing is also a little bit of a challenge. So my nerves were like up there after my 100-meter heat. But, you know, I ran 10-12. So I was like, okay, I'm still in, I'm still good. I'm still in this. And, you know, from lane one. Lane one is really one of the worst lanes. I don't remember when last I ran in lane one, you know, but just lane one and lane nine. And I got lane one in the heat, lane nine in the semi, you know, it was like, you know, it was a little bit nerve wracking, but because I'm like, okay, I I have no one to feel me on both sides, just only on my right. But, you know, just you get like a whole lot of nerves walking into the stadium, just standing there and you see everything on the big screen and you get on the line because there's still like a little bit of a crowd, but I made sure not to look into the crowd because, you know, you look into the crowd, you must be like, okay, you might just, you know, flash out of that. Okay. I'm at the games. You know, I just had to treat it like just another race so I could get by. So, yeah.
0: What, uh, what was your favorite thing? Um, both like that had to do with like, you know, the track stuff. And then what's, what was some of your favorite things that were all off the track that, that you had, you know, at the, uh, at the Olympics Mm,
1: on the track, I'd say just in engaging and meeting new people especially uh, a lot of the the pro, the the pro athletes were big you know just speaking to them just speaking to Johan blake for example you know taking foster's man you know you don't really see that every day <laughs> so just to engage with that engage with people like that uh on the track and you know just having fun and uh, off the track i'd say most of the time we're really just it was me and my teammates and we're like playing a lot of xbox you know we'd walk around a little bit see how the village is and you know take a couple of pictures and you know, just engage and just become closer, you know, so that was like one of the things I really cherished because I really built a lot of relationships, strong relationships with my teammates, because I never get to see them that much anyways. And then but the bond came close after the Olympics.
0: Yeah, to be able to see you have everybody even for that's competing for South Africa, that's outside of the athletics, like, were there any any people in particular on, you know, on team South Africa that were off the, the track team that you, you know, became, you know, closer with?
1: I wouldn't say that because most of the time I was with the track team. I was with okay. the guys who did the sprints or long jump or um, you know some guy who, who does the javelin and another guy does the shot put. So I was with mostly those guys. But you know I did like speak to other people in the team as well who played uh, rugby and um, you know we, we 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 spoke a little bit. But you know I wouldn't say we really came close. But it was like kind of acknowledging like well we see each other like hey what's up bro you good yeah you know so
0: um, yeah. Awesome, and then uh, obviously you're about to go back to uh to Houston, so wanted to want to see what have been whether it was last year or maybe a class this year. What has been a class that you're either looking forward to or that you really you really liked from from last year? Something that you enjoyed.
1: I say I enjoy I enjoy my business class because I, I was in a business class and an entrepreneurship class. I, I really enjoyed both those uh, classes because I'm I, I've always been a finance guy. So those are the two classes that I'm looking forward to, or economics, uh, this semester, and
0: uh, hopefully it goes well. There you go. And then uh, can't be anything involved with the track team. What are you most looking forward to about going back to uh to Houston?
1: I'd say making making more friends and being more out there, experiencing the true college life. Because uh, my fr- my freshman year, I was actually out mostly in the dorm. You know, I'm not my dorm, my my, my apartment house and you know I just want to be out there I just want to like engage with a lot of different people really see the city because I haven't really gotten the 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 freedom to see the city because I was just kind of locking myself in my room because I wanted to isolate and try not to contract COVID as much as possible because I knew that was two weeks of training gone you know so uh just coming back I think I look forward to really getting to
0: experience the whole university and meeting new people. Awesome yeah it sounds like it should be uh An awesome time. I know you're a basketball guy as well. Uh, Obviously last year, Houston did very well playing basketball. Want to hear any predictions you think that you guys are going to have this year? um, You know, now that you got that experience as a team.
1: Uh, The basketball team? Yeah. I think uh, because I mean, we made final four, but a lot of the guys obviously got drafted. So it's going to be a little bit uh, tricky. I'll see how the first two games go. First three games, really. And we'll see how the rest of the season is going to go. But I think we've got a a strong roster still. And, you know, we'll probably still be able to make Final Four. But it's not going to be easy, obviously, because we had a lot of close games. So um, I look forward to it, though, because I actually want to watch the games. Uh, So I think I'm going to be able to watch the games with a a full arena because, you know, um, it's only special just being in that arena. And um, I I look forward to watching uh, the boys go at it. For sure.
0: For sure. Well, uh, Sean, thanks so much for taking the time doing this really appreciate it. Uh, where could people go if they wanted to, uh, follow up with you, whether it's on social media or, or YouTube, anything like that.
1: I'm mostly active on Instagram, Twitter, not so much, but, um, my IG is chenzo.m uh.m. And then my YouTube is Sean Maswanganyi, uh, name and surname. And yeah, that's where I'm mostly active. That's what I'm, I'm posting pretty much almost every day on my Instagram stories. And you guys can see how I really, how, 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 I really live. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, thank you, Sean, for doing this. And, uh, thank you to everyone who's been listening. This has been another episode of track world news. Uh, if you enjoyed the interview, make sure that you uh, go leave a like, subscribe, leave a review. It uh, really helps us know you're you're enjoying things. Uh, if you want more content, go and follow us on Instagram at trackworldnews. We post different clips and, and news bits and things like that over there. But uh, thank you, everyone. Have a good one and peace.